This is Patty Premari, and this is the podcast called Nature Within You Yoga. It's a podcast that explores how yoga intersects with our everyday lives in ways both simple and profound. And today I have my friend Susan McNamara here with me. She's a, a friend and a fellow yoga teacher and educator. Hey, Susan. Hey, Patty. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I always yeah. feel like it's a good day whenever you and I can get together and do this. I really like doing it. It's really fun to talk about yoga and life and just what's going on, I guess. And uh, it seems like in the country these days, things are pretty heavy. Mm. Things are feeling really, really heavy. You know, we're daily inundated with um, startling statistics and um, all kinds of um, threats just kind of closing in, right? And then uh, the holidays are looming ahead and we're being told to like hunker down and not see our families. And I think that it can all feel really rather heavy, mm. And so um, what I have been doing um, lately in my yoga practice and my last class was all about this is like lightening up, right? Using the practice of yoga to help kind of relieve some of that heaviness. And so like in yoga, we always know that, you know, you're always working with opposites. It's like the yin and the yang. So it's like if you are grind grounding down, then you're also extending up mm. and out. So I kind of want to just use the image of, say, a balloon. You know, a balloon that's being held in a hand. You've got, um, you've got the string, and then you've got that balloon itself. And so I think of, like, the spine as, like, the string, and then the head is floating up above instead of just feeling like the weight of the head com coming down, just kind of feeling the buoyancy, trying to find that buoyancy in the practice. Um, and have you ever heard of the term Leela? Yeah. The Sanskrit word Leela. I have. Um, my understanding of the word, I think it has many, many meanings. Um, my understanding, I'll say what mine is and then maybe you can add to add to it your understanding to two yoga teachers talking about Leela here um, but my understanding is that it's um, a, it's a word that means playfulness or spontaneity or creativity mm. and how about you yes yeah, similar I think I've known it to be a divine play mm. where there is that lightness that you're talking about and almost like a little sometimes I think about it a little bit like impish uh, <laughs> humor that with the universe that it sort of helps us to lighten up when things don't actually always go our way because we're so wanting things to always show up repeating over and over again just as we expect them and Leela is almost that like you're saying that kind of surprise yeah <laughs> it's not gonna go that yeah. way right now so it like jumps the cause and effect thing yes it doesn't always follow the rules of karma yeah like if you do this that's gonna happen sometimes Leela says ha gotcha <laughs> yeah and um, I love the story too of Leela and how uh, it the 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 story behind it was that Brahman, the god, Brahman, the god, 
with the capital T and the capital G, created the universe in a spark of spontaneity, um, fun, and creativity. And so it follows that everything and everybody who lives on this world that Brahman created um, also have that spark of spontaneity, fun, playfulness, and creativity. Mm. So I tell that story and then we get into our yoga practice with lots of, um, you know, kind of more playful um, little hops and little jumps and, and things like that. Um, yeah. So one of my favorite, I thought it would be kind of fun if we could share our funnest poses. Yes. (laughs) And then maybe people at home can try them if they're listening to this. So one of my favorite Leela poses would be from downward facing dog. I love doing this. You shift your gaze forward between your hands and then you kind of bend your knees and with a nice... (laughs) little bit of momentum, you hop up towards your hands. Mm. I just find that is so much fun. Mm. It's a lighthearted, fun pose. How about you, Susan? What's your favorite Leela pose? So it's funny that you've been saying this because one of the things that I guess a word that I would add into this would be the word random. And I'm not exactly Mm. sure why I'm saying that other than what's been happening for me over the last few weeks is a kind of randomness where I just want to, um, move in like unique ways that I don't, I don't even have a plan for. Right. So I've been starting some of my practices literally just down on the ground, kind of rolling around. The other day I sort of rolled over backwards, almost like a side of my body backwards somersault. I was kind of like a little surprised by the whole thing, but it felt childlike to me. And I think that that's this whole idea that at least as you're describing it, there's this lightness and this kind of childlike quality. And as much as I love the yoga practice, there are times when I feel like if I get too structured, I can get too heavy or too rigid in Mm -hmm. how I'm doing Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And yoga itself can be really rigid. Like if you, (laughs) I remember my first, um, well, actually, it was, it was a yoga class I had in college, and it was Iyengar yoga. And this guy li- literally yelled at us, right? If we were not doing the pose correctly, he would yell at us. So it was very intimidating, and you always wanted to, to make sure that you had the right alignment and everything, and it was really heavy. I don't know why I kept going back. I think it was because it was for a credit or something like that. Mm. But I thought that that was the way yoga was supposed to be. It's supposed to be rigid and you have to do it this way and it's not random at all. Um, And now I really like the fact that there's just days when, yeah, I'm gonna move the way my body wants to move today. I might put on some music and I might just be really creative and inquisitive and exploratory. And that is sort of how I found some of my favorite like poses that I think I've made up. <laughs> Probably a million other people think they've made them up too. You know, um, patty asanas, <laughs> I call them. Because they're, they're the ones that I found when I just allowed myself to kind of be in my body. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, from everything that I heard, at least in, from the Kripalu yoga tradition with 
Swami Kripalu, he, he was never trained in any of the postures. What happened for him was he started doing breath work and then mm. spontaneously his body started to move into these postures. So if you think about it, back in the day, the original yogis, they, they didn't have a teacher. They didn't have a book. They were just like you're saying, they were exploring, they were in their bodies, moving themselves in different ways. And what I, what's really most interesting to me around that is the way that it changes my mind and the way that it changes my mood, mm. because I've really seen a difference in when I can open up to that and include that as part of my practice, I'm, I'm more playful in my mind. I'm less rigid. I'm less controlling or trying to manage things. And you're really, you know, that whole idea of Leela is, is, is dancing with the energies of the universe is being open as things come in. You know, it's almost like the Tai Chi person that you take in the energy and you move it into something else as opposed to just being stuck in one position. Yeah. So true. And I think about like kids cause I work with kids on a daily basis because I'm a library teacher. Um, and how playful kids are and that is how they learn Mm. children learn especially really young children they're most um you know they're in a developmental phase where in order to learn they learn through play like that's their job i think mr roger said that Mm. the most important job of childhood is play Mm -hmm. that's how they learn so you know, we, we're mammals too. And, and we're not supposed to be sitting all the time and, you know, staring at devices and stuff like that. We too are supposed to be playful. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we not, I shouldn't even say it that way, supposed to be, but I think we're innately playful. And sometimes we forget because we're adults and we have to pay the mortgage and we have to you know, get the kids to the dentist appointment. And we have to do all these things that sometimes that sense of playfulness gets lost. Mm, mm. And so we can use the yoga practice. And it is a practice, I think, as an adult to be playful. Like we have to remind ourselves to be playful. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I find is so interesting, this is one of those places, again, where East meets West in terms of the yoga practice and being in your body and the field of neuroplasticity right now is so looking at that in terms of even something as basic as walking, but also all different kind of movements that you make in your body and the way that it literally rewires your brain, literally brings more mass and more neuronal connection to different parts of the brain. And for me, that's just an outstanding thing to understand that when we're moving in unusual and playful ways, you want to think about the equivalent of that being connected up in your brain. Yeah. It's really good for the brain to, to move in unexpected ways. Mm. So if you always initiate walking with your right foot, try, try this. And it's kind of weird too, to initiate walking with your left foot. Mm. And it does something in your brain it helps you create new neural pathways that are really really like healthy because we can learn until the day we die like our brains are capable of continuous learning which is really cool right isn't that great because so i'm sure you you remember a time when they used to say your brain stops growing at a you know a certain age somewhere in in young mid-adulthood and now this idea where we can always be 
changing and growing and expanding. Mm. I love that. Personally. I love that too. Yeah. The other thing I, I think is a really cool um, idea is called gamifying. Have you ever heard that? It, no. It's, it's come into the field of education, gamifying. So it's when you take like a lesson and you turn it into a game. And I've been doing this all week, kind of like experiential um, exper experimenting with this because I'm teaching research skills and fact finding with my K1 and 2 kids. And so I've been saying, um, hey, let's see how many facts we can gather. And whoever can guess the right number will win a free bookmark, right? Mm -hmm. So they all want you know, to do it. And we've been collecting so many facts about owls these days. <laughs> We're learning all about owls based on that story of that little owl that um, they found in the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, who's who they named Rocky. Is this reason? I haven't heard about yes, this. Yes, recently they um, a little saw-wet owl, eight inches high, got stuck, or he traveled with the tree that is meant for Rockefeller Center from upstate New York all the way down to New York City. And when they untied um, this tree, they found this little owl. And so uh, they took it to a science center and they hydrated it and fed it. And they named it Rocky. It was a little <laughs> female. And they just released it. And it was just a beautiful sight seeing little Rocky fly off and into a tree. Mm. So we've been studying that and that led into an exploration of owls. Mm. But yeah, gamifying something. And I even went so far as to t try this in my um, practice the other day where I was like, okay, how, how much, you know, can I inhale? How much can I expand my lungs as I inhale? And then how much can I contract as I exhale. Mm. And it was kind of interesting to do it that way. Mm. You know, you never want to make yoga like a competition, but I think just in this case, it was kind of fun to just gamify it a little bit. Yeah, just as that exploration where what I love about what you're talking about is that there's no right or wrong answer that you, it's like you haven't already decided what the outcome is going to be that you're really curious about you know, because that's kids too. When they're playing, they're not thinking that there's going to be some outcome. They're not doing it for any reason other than just because it feels good. And so can you yeah. imagine if we actually moved in that way just because it felt good? Yeah. Bringing a sense of curiosity mm. to the practice, which I would highly recommend whenever you think about it, because it's such a good antidote to, um, you know, the heaviness that we might be experiencing on the outside yeah yeah so any last words Susan uh, do you want to say where people can get in touch with you yeah I was just thinking about as you just said that last piece just what an immediate attitude shift or something like that it is. totally totally is if you hit your mat with the um just idea that you are going to have fun and let yourself move in ways that your body really wants to, it is an awesome attitude shifter. Mm. You're going to feel good. Yeah, and I just think what an empowering thing in the context of 
what you've been talking about in terms of the heaviness in the world to know that you have something at your disposal that you don't require something outside of you to be different that you can shift your own internal experience I don't think there's anything more profound than that really yeah and it's even better when you do it with other people yeah when you can connect with other people and flow yeah together in ways that feel good yeah yeah Love it, Patty. Mm. So if people are looking to be in touch with me to see what else I do, go to the website, rememberingwhatmattersmost.com. Yeah. And you can get in touch with me, Patty Premari, at Patty Premari at Gmail, which is P-A-T-I-P-R-A-Y-M-A-R-I, or look me up at naturewithinyouyoga.com been great to talk with you all get on your mats and get playful bye everybody bye